Happy Monday, and I am so happy indeed to have you listening to the show this week. I am going to be talking about relapse prevention tips, triggers, and all about how we can remove those triggers from our life. This is going to be an episode that you're not going to want to miss, and I hope that you have a really big aha moment and a takeaway from today's show. I have been really thinking about how many of you may be just feeling overwhelmed, feeling like you continue to be pulled back down and you continue to experience highs and lows and it's all linked to triggers. Maybe we just need to do a better job with coping and understanding what we're up against. If that's you today, friend, I can't wait to share this episode with you. Let's dive in. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self Podcast. I'm Lindsay Nickel, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. I have so much to chat with you about that we are just going to get this episode kicked off and started because I want to talk about what is a lapse, what is a relapse, and I want to talk about the the different steps to relapse prevention and really understanding your triggers and the trends of your triggers that are gonna help support a plan for your life so that you can experience a life that is free from disordered eating behaviors and so that you don't have to feel shame if you do experience relapse or if you do have a lapse in trying to improve your life. It's gonna be hard. No one said it wasn't gonna be hard, but we sit with these thoughts with the black and white thinking and we just believe that we are going to be perfect when it comes to finding this freedom point in our life where we no longer experience unhealthy relationships with our food and our body, and it's just not true. And so today I am sharing what is a lapse and a relapse. We're gonna talk about a lapse and a relapse. According to the Eating Recovery Center, lapse and relapse can be common parts of your recovery process. And in recovery, a lapse is really just considered a slip. It's considered an isolated incident where maybe you're engaging in an unhealthy behavior. You notice that you're skipping a snack or you're out with friends and the voice inside your mind tells you that you can go back into a disordered way. And so when you get home, maybe you purge or maybe you have a slip and you're binging at night. 
And then the next day you go on about your day and you move on with the intent and understanding that that was an unhealthy behavior, but it doesn't have to be your entire story. It doesn't have to take a downward spiral from there. And so that's a lapse. It's one of those isolated incidents. And what we can learn from a lapse is with the right intention and understanding, this can really propel you forward. It can propel you to do the right next thing. One simple step in the right direction. So what does that look like? So for an example, Maybe you did restrict, but tomorrow's a new day. And every single day that we're here on this planet, we have the opportunity to make a change in our life. So instead of letting that one event define you, you can refine your future by making a choice today in which you're no longer showing up as the past version of you. And so you're doing the next right thing. A relapse is a larger period of time or a larger time width of an episode in which you can go back into old patterns and behaviors and you really struggle to get back on track. You know that you don't want to sit in this place, but it just feels really hard. And this can typically occur when you are experiencing some stress, some transition in life. Maybe there's been a triggering event or there's been loss. I want you to just be with yourself. If this is you, I just want you to know that it's okay. You're here and you want a better future. So I want you to acknowledge that. Research actually indicates that more than 70% of all people who are treated for an eating disorder relapse within the first few years after making some sort of treatment plan and recovery plan. So that is just the fact, is that there's this large possibility that if you've been struggling and restricting or overeating, or you've been in this constant state of unhealthy behavior with food, it has been volatile, it has been so toxic, that to expect to wake up one day and completely heal your life from it isn't always the case. In fact, more than 70% of all people fall back into some sort of behavior. But I'm sharing the good news with you today. Researchers also say that nearly 60% of individuals with support gain recovery freedom. And I'm here to tell you, friend, I'm one of the 60%, and I will also be one of the 60% that was probably told a gazillion times by professionals, by friends, by that I was never gonna get better. And so if I can sit here and tell you that I have healed my relationship with food and myself, then I want you to know it's possible for you too. And so there's a couple things to highlight here. One, you are imperfectly perfect and you haven't failed if you have gone back and forth with recovery. There is still 100% hope and possibility for you to get out of your own way, get out of the rut that you're in, and to find the best version of you. This is a learning opportunity, girl. You do not have to sit with yesterday's sorrow. You can push forward with tomorrow. I promise. And number two, every journey is different. So some people are going to experience relapse and lapse. Some people are going to experience years and years of this pattern. And others, they're going to wake up one day and they are going to say to themselves, I don't want to live like this anymore. And I'm going to stop putting my life and putting my body in this place. And I'm going to get help for myself. 
and they do not go back to those old patterns and behaviors. But I will talk about this frequently, and I'm sure if you've been listening to the show for some time, you've heard me say it. Recovery is not linear. Finding freedom from this unhealthy relationship that you found yourself in that has taken years and years to dig deep into this pit It's not going to happen overnight to climb out of it. And so it's simply normal, whatever normal means, right? But it is simply okay to live into, I don't have to have all the answers and I don't have to figure it all out. I just need to do the next right thing. That's what's going to keep me on track. I want to talk a little bit about the first step and the second step. In fact, I have four steps to share with you today around relapse prevention. But I really want to highlight the first step because I feel like this is sometimes where we get caught off track. And that is that preventing a relapse from occurring is going to take understanding of your triggers and dissecting trends, okay? And then removing those from your life. So example, if every single day you step on the scale in the morning to define your number for the day, which is going to give yourself some sort of sense of worth, if the number is lower than yesterday, you feel on top of the world. And if the number is higher, then you restrict more so that you can find a lower number. And you're in this never ending cycle of shame and guilt and wondering why life feels so hard. But part of it is that you've allowed yourself the temptation to get triggered in the first place. So let me break this down. Why are we stepping on a scale if we're going to let a scale define who we are as a person? I've talked about this also a couple of times, but in order to stop the feeling, in order to stop the behaviors, in order to prevent the relapse, we need to remove the trigger and look out for the trend. And so what I'm talking about today is let's remove the scale. If you're stepping on the scale every day to define you, throw it away. Temporary happiness isn't worth more long-term suffering. I want you to hear me. Temporary happiness, i.e. looking at a scale that is one pound less than the day before, is not worth more long-term suffering. Your goal weight is wherever your body wants to be when you are nourishing yourself, when you are prioritizing yourself, when you are focused on your health without sacrificing your joy or your food intake. Temptation is temporary. So if you are going to walk by your scale in the morning on the way through the bathroom and you're gonna see it there and you know that that is what is gonna tempt you to step on it, which is gonna leave you down a spiral for the rest of the day, then let's remove the trigger. Now you may say, okay, I hear what you're saying. Let's talk a little bit more about what a trigger is. So the National Alliance or Mental Health states that a trigger is also referred to as a stressor, an action, or a situation that leads to an emotional or physical reaction. Think of it as like a self-alerting alarm system, like beep, 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 beep. And the brain has its way of trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us out of harm. Harm to the brain is just something that feels uncomfortable, something outside of our comfort zone. And so when we are hearing certain comments, when we are in an unsafe place where we feel like there has been maybe some stress related around or a person, then our mind goes beep, 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 and we allow that to take over 
Think like fight or flight. And so then we are put into these unhealthy patterns because those are the patterns that we've leveraged to cope. And so in order to change, we have to look at what is causing us to go to these unhealthy coping mechanisms in the first place. I'm going to give you an example. Now, a external trigger is like a person, it's like a relationship, it's you know this person isn't good for you, you keep running back to this person, and every time you hang out with them or every time you're with them, they make you feel like crap about yourself, they make you have feelings of rejection, they make you feel unworthy, and they make sly little comments about your weight or your food or whatever, whatever. And so then you find yourself going back down this pattern of not eating, over-exercising, purging, binging, whatever the pattern is that you have used as a coping mechanism. Another example of an external trigger is social media or looking at models or scroll in the IG, anything that is going to kind of give you that external view of an internal self issue. Okay, so when we think about an external trigger, it really is a person, maybe it is something that you're watching. And so you're going to that experience, you're going to that place that is not going to lead you anywhere good. And I talk about this, and I will talk about this all the time, get off of social, get off of the accounts that are going to make you feel less than. Because if you remove the trigger, then you can prevent the lapse. You can prevent the relapse. Why put yourself in harm's way when you don't need to be there? Why have a scale on the bathroom floor when it doesn't need to define your worth? Throw it away. And I know that that fear is real, but I promise you, if you throw it away, your brain might all of a sudden freak out, but let a week go by and you will not sit there and want to weigh yourself every single second, okay? So I just want you to really think about this. Remove what is no longer serving you in your life. You need to remove it because if you do not, temptation is going to overcome, but temptation is temporary. And girlfriend, temporary happiness isn't worth more long-term suffering. Okay, we're gonna talk a little bit about internal triggers. So self-inadequacy, fears, rejection, unworthiness. There's many different internal triggers where we feel like we're never good enough. We've never felt good enough. And so maybe this brings up so many things inside of us where we go down the depression path, which then triggers us into this state of we're gonna go back to old patterns and behaviors because the struggle is easier than climbing out of the rut. We've also got trauma triggers. And when you think of a trauma trigger, think of like a specific event. So maybe you lost someone that you loved or you're returning to a place where a traumatic event happened and you just associate that place with pain and you associate that place with anxiety. And so wherever that is for you is extremely traumatic and it brings up these feelings. And so these feelings then translate into bad coping mechanisms. So just like we've talked about, understand your trigger, understand the trend, like how often they're developing around you and then remove them from your life. For an example, numbers have always been very triggering for me, just numbers in general. So I don't count calories. I don't look at labels. I don't 
practice amounts. I don't weigh my food. I don't look at the volume of my food. I'm not very big on parsing out my plate. I don't weigh myself. Like all of these things I know are triggering for me personally. Therefore, I do not let temptation to occur in the first place. I remove them before they creep into my mind and remove and restrict food. That is just where I have learned to really lean into recovery. If you're finding that you are lapsing or you're going through periods of you just don't know what to do, confusion is the enemy. Confusion is going to get you in the place of a relapse. But you have a choice to move forward to do the next right thing because you have not failed. Another trigger, symptom trigger. This might mean that you've had too much exercise. You're going down that path of over-exercising, not eating, not sleeping. You're really treading on the tired wheel. And so when your body is overwhelmed, exhausted, confused, relapse is bound to occur because now we're searching for something that doesn't feel so hard. And our old friend eating disorder isn't as hard as the fear of the unknown. I really want you to think about what's your trigger. And I know you've probably got a gazillion of them. Maybe it's a flashback, an experience. It's going to be individual for you. Everyone is going to have different relived out events that have occurred in their mind. Another example for me is just going to this one place where I auditioned for figure skating and a international company. And they took me back into the locker room as part of the process and weighed me and told me that I needed to lose 10 pounds. That event, I literally can feel the feelings if I go to this place. I literally can remember what I was wearing. I can feel the anxiety in my chest. And in fact, anytime I hear somebody talk about losing 10 pounds, it puts me right back in that traumatic experience. Therefore, guess what? You've got it. I do not put myself in temptation's way. I don't go to this place. I don't try to be around other people. They're going to comment on other people's weight, bodies, or anything about dieting. So when you're thinking about your triggers and leaning into what triggers you, I really want you to think of it can be a person, it can be a place, it can be a thing, it can be a experience, it can be some sort of a relationship, or it can just be those internal fears of rejection and feeling unworthy that you learned as a child. However, the second step in this process, while the first is really understanding your triggers and then removing them from your life, the second step is to develop a plan and a way to cope. I do this a lot with my clients. So if you're looking for a plan, ways to cope because you feel like this is where you are, I encourage you to go out to my website, lindsaynickel.com, and apply for coaching because I feel like it could bless your life. When you develop a plan, you are interrupting the connection. You are pausing. You are thinking, who, what, where, when, and why have I done this in the past? Who, what, where, when, and why? Who has made me feel this way? What am I thinking about right now that's putting me back in this state of chaos? Where am I? When did this occur? And why? Why? Then I want you to really think about reducing the stress around you and then removing that entirely by doing the opposite action. 
In fact, this is something that I also practice with private clients. It's when your brain is telling you that you don't need to eat or you don't need to do this thing over here, do the complete opposite. Because until our bodies can learn to trust ourselves again, we have to take control of the wheel. We have to take control and do the complete opposite action that's going to propel us. And that equates to doing the next right thing. Also, I talk a little bit about this in episode 29. If you need a fresh new perspective this spring, trash the triggers, declutter your mind and clean out your closet. So you'll want to go back to episode 29 if you didn't catch that one. And then the third step is really that gratitude attitude. So relapse can really boost and empower your healing journey, but you need to show yourself some compassion. As perfectionist, if you're like that, because girl, I'm like that, and this is a characteristic of those with eating disorders, you wanna control all the things. It needs to be perfect, right? And so you want to even make your healing journey, your recovery journey, a perfect process. But that's where we get it wrong. We get it wrong by trying to make it perfect when in fact, it's already gonna be perfect because we are imperfect individuals that are allowing ourselves the compassion to grow and to learn and to thrive. And so you are going to find that by giving yourself that grace to not be perfect, it's going to be perfect in the long run because you are giving and allowing yourself that place to really sit and have a gratitude attitude to really think about where you are and where you no longer are and all the things that you have around you that are gonna propel you forward. And then lastly, but not least, is really getting that support. So the fourth step is support. If you feel like you are on the verge of an apocalypse, I want you to reach out, info at lindsaynickel.com, or talk with a friend, a loved one, maybe you already have a therapist or a dietitian. I want you to really get clear on understanding your trigger, understanding how you can remove them from your life so that you can develop a plan so that you can get to a place where you no longer feel like what you are trying to control is controlling you. All right. Now, before we end today's show, I have a quote that totally hit the spot And if I ever find or meet Jenny Schaefer, maybe you're listening to the show, Jenny, then we are going to just veg out on some coffee and some grub because I absolutely love this quote. She says, food is something I'm going to have to face at least three times a day for the rest of my life. And I'm not perfect. But one really bad day does not mean that I am hopeless and back at square one with my eating disorder. Olympic ice skaters fall in their quest for the gold, and Heisman Trophy winners throw interceptions. Even professional singers forget the words. And people with eating disorders, they sometimes slip back into old patterns and behaviors. But all of these individuals pick themselves back up and do the next right thing. The ice skater makes the next jump, the football player throws the next pass, the singer finishes the song, and I'm going to eat my breakfast. And I absolutely love it because I feel like what we don't sit with is doing the next right thing. We don't have to have the full story. 
We don't have to have all the answers. We just have to lean into the next right thing. And majority of the time, girl, that's the opposite thing. I'm going to leave you with that today. I hope that this message has touched your heart. And I just want to let you know that I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. And when you feel like you're down, I want you to listen to this episode again, because you are worthy. You are enough. And it's time to remove those triggers. All right, girl. Until next time. Bye for now. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.